Welcome to the Scribes Journal. I am your host, the Scribe of Worlds, and I am joined this week, as always, by... Violet Author! You remembered me this time! I did. The only reason I remembered you this time was because I just finished editing our podcast for this past week. <laughs> and in that one, it was the second time that I had forgotten you. But no, I remembered this week. Shocking, I know. <laughs> nice. I know. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Also, I just wanted to say, normally, uh, so we're we're going to spin a wheel to randomly decide what we're going to talk about today. But every single time that we do, I make a mention about if you've been watching the promo, you might already know what's going on. And both times, you have made a time travel joke. I have? Yes. Oh, gosh, I have? Yeah, so the first oh, time you said, if you know anything about time travel, don't tell me because I'll use it for... Bad nefarious deeds ne of course. that's that's the word i wanted yeah Nef nefarious deeds uh, and then the second time you said please tell me all about it because i am writing a book about time travel so <laughs> i don't know so what to do I with think, that information i think what we've seen is that past violet that first episode is before violet discovered time <laughs> travel and then the next time was after violet discovered the capabilities so this time i'm gonna say don't worry about it just shh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the time travel thing. It was a joke, everybody. It was just a joke. I have seen things only God can comprehend. Violet, if you're listening to this in the future, please tell me. Or if you're listening to this in the future and you've discovered time travel, please tell me because I feel terribly left out of the loop. Oh, 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 dear scribe. I, I hesitate to tell you of the things that await us. <laughs> I, I hope that's good things. But anyway, we have a podcast to get to. So <laughs> the, the way this works is we're going to spin a couple wheels. Our first wheel that we're going to spin is our plot picker. And that's going to give us a, we have a list of prompts that we are looking forward to talking about. So we're going to spin a wheel and, and see what we are going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. Then we also have another wheel that's going to talk about, that's going to pick some characters for us to use in our prompt and we'll probably get a name generator out there at some point we also have a couple names that were yeah. offered to us by a certain follower that we're going to shout out right now violet do you want to do the honors oh gosh i was in the middle of typing yes we have grantiplier oh boy it's, i need to it's be grantifer, i think grantifer grantifer who is one of our faithful listeners and has left a glowing review and by the way this is a moment to say that if you want to give us a five-star review on spotify that would help us immensely uh but has given us a glowing review and also sent to our instagrams some name suggestions for characters which is great because if you listen to the last episode you can hear how sometimes naming goes horribly wrong when we use name <laughs> generators and we spend more time laughing about the names than we do making the characters so thank you grant for making our lives a little bit easier and if you listeners are interested in sending in your own name suggestions be it your own name or another random name feel free to leave it commented under one of uh at scribe of worlds on instagram's lovely reels that scribe makes i think pretty much daily at this point you've got a pretty oh. consistent thing going it's, it's a good couple times a week but it is not it's not quite it, it, it'll get there i'm sure it'll get we, we'll, sure it we'll be a pro we'll be a production Re farm regardless that's, regardless that's <laughs> regardless um go ahead and send that name underneath the instagram see what we've got going on there and yeah scribe i yeah. have something interesting to tell you about and what might that be, Violet? I have been on the internet, which is a terrifying place, but on it the really terrifying is. place of the internet, I have found something that I have found to be a very helpful resource. 
these past few weeks as I've been writing. It is a YouTuber by the name of Crimson Rogue, with a K instead of a C, uh, and the K and the R are capitalized. He is a book reviewer who specifically reviews the worst books that he can find. Oh, that's amazing. He goes through multi-hour reviews. The one that I'm watching right now is two and a half hours. It's sequels. This is the same book. It's three and a half hours. And he goes through in detail everything that's wrong with these books, the plot holes, the character problems. But in that, not only is he extremely funny, he's also extremely helpful. Because as I'm hearing his complaints, as an avid reader, the things that he notices when he's reading, I am learning things that I need to be aware about when I'm writing. So oh. I highly recommend that you and anybody out there who wants to goes and watches some of Crimson Rogue's videos. I'm not sponsored by Crimson Rogue, but if we ever get famous, I'd love to have him on this podcast because personally, I find him extremely funny and charming and I think he is super cool. So if anyone knows the Crimson Rose, please, please put us in contact because I Crimson love Rogue. people. Like, Sorry, uh, Crimson like, Rogue. Like secret stabby Rogue. Back on track. If you want, go check out Crimson Rogue. That being said, we have wheels. I sent Scribe a new wheel that has some updated yes. things on it. And I'm very excited for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at it right now. And I will admit, I'm a little bit nervous. But I am so much looking forward to it. <laughs> Are we ready for this wheel to be spun? I am so ready for this wheel to be spun. It is the wheel of fate. The wheel of fate begins. here we go. Silent drum roll, please. It's spinning now. Oh, it's spinning now. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we got? It's still spinning. Oh my gosh, what Oh, is oh, this? oh, oh, right on the edge, right on the edge. Which one is it going to be? Which one is it going to be? Hey, how slow this is. There it goes, there it goes. Soulmate AU. Oh, no. Are we ready for this one today? Oh, uh, we could do it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with soulmate AUs. There's a lot. Yes. There is a lot, a lot. We have tattoo soulmate AUs. We have name soulmate AUs. We've got a million. So I think what I might do is let me go on my favorite site on the world, Pinterest. And we're going to take the first one that we find? Maybe. I don't know. It depends on what it is, but I'm going to type in. I, I opened up Pinterest and then typed Pinterest into Pinterest. <laughs> Yeah, so like soulmate AUs, there's a whole bunch of them we can do. I think the one that I remember was a one that people had, whoever, whatever song was in your head was just your- Scribe, scribe, what? scribe. What's going it's on? What? It's Violet. It's Why Violet is there a voice the in my headphones? It's Violet from the future. Uh, okay. Here to say a very important message. I have to hurry before it's too late. Listen, uh, you okay. need to re-roll the wheel. You need to re-roll um, the wheel, Scribe. It's imperative. The, but, the fate of the human race depends on... Oh, oh no. Oh, they're coming. We, we, I, they know I'm here. They, you have to re-roll the wheel. Scribe, uh, Scribe, you have to re-roll... Violet? Are, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, what's up? I was in the bathroom. Um, I think we're... I think we're gonna re-roll the wheel. You're gonna re-roll the wheel? Yeah, I think we are going to... I think we are going to spin our wheel again. So it was there. I mean, we didn't really plan for a soulmate. I can look up things. That's fine. Yeah, we're not really prepared for it. So I guess that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, we going to do that off the record? We're not going to. Let's just spin the wheel and see what happens. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's fine. All right. Let's spin right. the wheel. Okay. Let's do it again. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and spin this wheel and we'll okay. see what we get. All right. Silent drum roll, please. What do you see? 
What is it? Spinning. It's what spinning. What is it? Is it still done? spinning. It is yeah. still spinning. We gotta pick a wheel that takes uh, there less go. There. time. Oh, oh, oh. Time it? sender. Time sender? Oh, crap. Time sender. What is that? Is this one of yours? I think so. So the time sender is someone who takes, yeah, it's a time traveling adventure. Someone who takes objects from our modern day and sends them back through time. And they end up in weird places all across history. So the original prompt was like, I think a Roomba in the middle of a Roman Senate or something. But that's that's the basic idea is someone who is sending modern day objects back through time. All right. That is wheel number one, which means now we have wheel number two. Yes. I have a question. Truthfully, for characters, we don't have that much. We have the anti-hero, the train study, uh, and then another one that I'm not going to spoil because we mentioned the other two, but not this one. Sure. How would you feel about today introducing our third wheel? Oh, we want to go rut row raggy? We want to go rut row raggy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I guess I guess you should actually probably introduce it, shouldn't No, no, no. no that's great. We want to go rut okay. row raggy. So <laughs> in the midst of all of this uniformed style, uh, Violet craves chaos. So Violet created her own third wheel. And hasn't shown me. I have not shown Scribe at all. This is the third wheel of terror, also known as Rut Row Raggy. I'm not going to say anything about what's on here, except for I'm about to have a lot of fun with it. Do you want to set a timer for 15 minutes? We plan, and then when it goes off, we have to roll the third wheel. Sure thing. Let me just pull out an old timer here. Okay. <laughs> so what Rut Row Raggy is going to be utilized when things are either too easy or when we just want an extra element for funsies. And it is... I am so excited. I have written things on here. Some of them I am concerned about, but I, I'm i I'm very excited for Rut Row Raggy. I'm going to say right now, I will not be taking suggestions for Rut Row Raggy, mostly because there's already so much on it that if I added anything else, I think I'd break the wheel. Um, <laughs> there are, if I can count real quick, there are 27 slices right now that we could use, and that's too many. So all that being said, let's go ahead and start. All right, 15 minutes starts now. Are we doing the beginning, the middle, middle, the end, the end? Yep. The, the classic design of our plot outline is the beginning, be middle, middle, be end, end. Yes, we haven't been using it the past few episodes because we've had better ideas, but I think for this situation, this would work well. Absolutely. Okay, so first of all, we kind of have to establish our world. Is the time sender, so we have a, we have someone, something, I don't know if it's an agency or a singular person, sending objects from the modern day back throughout history. Is it on purpose or on accident? Right, so that's, that's kind of our question. I think it would be more fun to have it accidental. Yes. Or have it something like he is... Or they are like trying to test out, you know how they sent like monkeys and animals into space before they sent humans? Yes. Same sort of thing, sending inanimate objects back into time and then going to that place to see if they can dig it up and find it. The only problem is that now it's starting to change history, maybe. Okay, I like it. I feel like you might have another idea. Oh, yeah. mine Mine's very, very similar. Basically, it's this guy's trying to... Because I just saw Big Hero 6 lately. Oh, sure. And spoiler alert, one of the things that they find out is that this company was trying to figure out a way to send inanimate objects and people through space. So just like quick teleportation of objects. But this guy accidentally figures out he's been sending them through time. So now he has to figure out how to rectify that. So do you think it'd be better if he was trying to send them back through time and then realized he was messing more things up? Or if it was just like the time part was a, a completely unexpected variable? I'm fine I don't think way. I don't think either of those really play too much. I mean, with 
with Big Hero 6, as I recall, the they weren't sending them back in time. They were just kind of like getting frozen in time. Yeah, no, they were sending them from place to place instantaneously. Right, right. And then the whole thing. Anyway. Through the usage of portalage. Yes. So I think I could go either direction with it, honestly. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Uh, oh, I actually have a coin. Okay. So heads, he is trying to figure out some like faster than light travel and tails. He's actually trying to figure out time travel. Perfect. It is heads. So perfect. So the time sender is trying to send objects over space and is inadvertently sending them through time. So he can't figure out why it's not showing up at the other end until right. he's like, Oh, it is. It's just happening in like 15 BC. <laughs> right. Well, so is it is it actually sending it over space or is it staying where it is and just going back in time? I feel like if it was the same place over and over again, they would just like make a shrine for the strange god that keeps leaving <laughs> something in the same place. So I feel like it has to be different locations or people would notice way faster. Have you ever seen The Prestige? I have not. That has been something I've been meaning to watch. Oh, highly recommend. Highly recommend. And that's all I'll say. Uh, anyone who's seen the procedure will know why I said that, but if you haven't... Intriguing. Top hats. That's all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, okay, so that's that answers that question. The time sender is accidentally sending things back through time. Now, are we going to focus on the time sender or another group that's, like, discovering these things or, like, people throughout history who all of a sudden have these random things showing up in their lives? I think another person or organization, because then the time sender can be something that we discover at the end. That's like the big reveal is the time sender really being like this awkward teenager that was like trying to do a school project in the future or something. <laughs> okay. So it's someone in the modern day who finds something from the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 I, I like that. So that's, that's a really fun twist because instead of us sending something from the modern day back to the futuristic world, there's not futuristic world back to the past there's someone from the future something shows up okay okay i like it i like it another thought i just had was what if when something from the future gets sent back to our time something from our time gets sent further into the past and it kind of snowballs back from there i would say yes but because this needs to be quick we wouldn't we would spend too much time trying to attach variables to variables and we wouldn't be i don't think we'd be able to focus on plot as well that's fair but i do like that for a future thing so we'll if we if we ever expand this into an actual you know novel or movie or something we'll we'll play more into that but let's see okay so the end is Oh, wait, maybe the B end. Maybe it's the B end where our main character discovers the time sender, ah, confronts him or them. I'm not quite sure. We haven't established the character yet. Confronts yeah. him about what they've been doing and the time sender's like, oh, shoot, not going to lie, bro. Didn't even know. And then maybe the end is them rectifying the changes they've made throughout history. I think I, I want to do a little bit bigger stakes adventure. Okay. Because the past two have just kind of been, I mean, we, I guess we had a big bad for our sheepish beginning, but the other one was just kind of like drama and just mild stakes. I want to kind of go high stakes with this. So what I'm thinking is the time sender is not the is not the necessarily the problem here. The problem is that he sent something back, whatever it might be, and someone somewhere in history is now using that for their own gain. 
Like if Napoleon had an AK-47? <laughs> yeah, something something like that. But I'm thinking like, <laughs> what if some kind of technology like this, um, so some piece of the technology got sent back in time and now there's someone else in the world who has time travel, like it fell into the hands of like an evil Albert Einstein or something. You know, someone smart enough to know what this is doing and to use it. And so he finds the time sender and is like, how could you be doing all this crazy stuff to history? And the time sender's like, bruh, like, I, I didn't even know this was happening. Like, I just accidentally sent it back. And he's like, well, then who's doing this? And I don't know, maybe there's a, a, a montage of them, like, researching it or whatever. And they find out that this person somewhere in the past have been using this for their own gain. And now they have to go and try and stop that person. So it's a little bit more a little bit more high stakes mm -hmm. and then also gives the time sender like it gives a little twist in the middle of you think that this is going to be the first meeting of the big bad with the time sender and then in fact it's just like this this kid who's like whoa like sorry i didn't mean to do that gotcha i'm trying to remember the name of a tv series that i watched on netflix recently but basically the way that they set up a technology piece is they had a wristband that you could like type in a date and a location and that's how it would get teleported okay how does that feel to you that sounds like torchwood that isn't torchwood is it no that's not torchwood it's more modern it's like 811 or like 811 okay netflix oh man i'm trying to remember anyway anyway Point being, I think, well, if he's trying to do like faster. 1988. Light, 1988. Okay. 1988. It's, it's really good. Adults only, but it's pretty good. Okay. Cool. It's, it's not getting reviewed. It's not getting renewed though. So, uh, cause, oh. cause Netflix, <laughs> but yeah, in 1988, they have this really cool wrist thing that controls some things. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of some kind of like box or doorway or something because he's trying to do faster than he's trying to do instantaneous travel mm -hmm. so it would it just feels a little bit weird to have that's true a, that makes like sense. a wristband like do you attach the wristband around something i like i like the idea of a box maybe there's i'm trying to figure out how the technology itself gets sent back in time so is the object that we're sending back in time a time travel object or is it like a weapon i think it'd be more fun for it to be a time travel device and okay. someone in the past ha now has a time travel device what if it's like the blueprints or something like he's has all of his diagrams out and they get swept into the box right as he's about to send something else and accidentally sends them too and so wherever that ends up someone picks up this random futuristic object and with them there's a sheaf of paper that has all of the information on how to design it and he's looking through it and it's like marked instantaneous travel whatever but as he's looking at it he realizes like oh no this is actually a time travel device oh i like where you're going what if time travels like in this futuristic thing so common that it's in like a college textbook and this person ran out of their test items so they've just been ripping off pages crumpling them up and chucking them in waiting for something oh. to work and in reality he's sending the blueprints okay so they figured out time travel but they haven't figured out instantaneous travel yes and tech and time travel is like old hat like that's like like that's, well, how, it's basically that's how to plugging in your router Tra time travel for dummies <laughs> Yeah, so he he sends back this book and it's detailed enough that this guy, someone finds it and picks it up. Whoever finds it has to be a genius because yes. because it's probably written in a different language than what they're used to. And Pythagoras? Probably, okay, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't even have to be someone that we know. That would be fun for it to be someone that we know. Evil Pythagoras. I know that's just because I saw the newest uh Indiana Jones and he was in it. Pythagoras was in it. I 
you know, at this point, I'm not surprised. Oh, it was it was fascinating. It was definitely yeah. like a sequel to the ninth. Like they, you can tell they were running out of things for Indiana Jones to do. <laughs> they ran out a long time ago. Okay, so coming back, <laughs> coming back to this. That's our middle. That's our yeah. That sets up our villain. That might end up in the B end, like the reveal of who this is, and then the end would actually be the fight to try and resolve this, and we can get to that later. Who? I thought do the we... B end would be their interaction, and the end would be like the conclusion of like how they put the world back together. Oh, okay. So climax would be the B end, and then the end would be resolution. Yes. Okay. Great. 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 We are at forty. Five seconds left before the timer rings. Oh, Do you want to get characters? Do you want to get characters before that? Yeah, we got names. We got names. What are our names for a time sender? We've got Uba, Lofi, and Grant. Okay, so obviously Grant has to be our main character. Uba or Lofi for our futuristic person. Yeah, I like Lofi. Lofi sounds like a goofy kid who might accidentally send something back through time. It, I think it's definitely a, a nickname. I don't think that, or maybe that's the naming convention. Yeah, Lofi, what would be a full name for? I mean, I can call Grant right now and ask him. No, nah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be rude, but we do have... Oh. Okay. Oh, boy. So does that mean that yeah. our bad guy's name is Uba? Well, I think I think we can come up with another name for him. Okay. So I think Grant is our Lofi. main character. Yep. Lofi and we haven't decided if Lofi's going to be a male or female. Nickname or not. Or or yeah. Alright. I am pulling up Rut Row Raggy. I'm clicking it now. Click. Drum roll, please. As we roll through. Oh no. You just cut out. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, <laughs> scratch. How do you feel about Surprise? It's a musical. Surprise, it's a musical? Oh my gosh. Through. Or in the oh. middle of an important scene, characters break out into psalm and dance and no one is surprised. Oh, man. Okay, no, that works perfectly. Musical. No, 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 that works perfectly. It does? Hear me out. In this futuristic world, everyone has like a neural link or something mm -hmm. that connects them all. And so the easiest way to communicate, not communicate, but, the, but doing something like a synchronized song and dance is actually super, super easy because everyone is neurally linked. Okay, can you run that through one more time? Because I accidentally clicked the button again and it came up on my favorite one and I'm so sad about it. I can't I can't tell you what it just rolled, but it rolled my favorite of all time. Okay, so basically in this futuristic world, we have the neural link that everyone has been talking about and everyone's minds are connected in some way, shape or form. And okay. every so often, whether like because of intense emotion or just fun or whatever, but like if enough people feel the need to do this song and dance, the entire room will just get into a, a synchronized song and dance. Oh my gosh, it's great. And I think Grant ends up in the futuristic world mm -hmm. and part of his initiation, like he gets this neural link too. And so he joins in because you said no one is surprised, right? Yeah, nobody. We can make it so that nobody in Laffy's world is surprised. Maybe Grant is getting thrown Grant for a little bit is. of a loop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, what I was going to say is the other thing is if he got the Neuralink, he would join into the song and dance too. And then after it was okay. done, he would be like, what just happened? Maybe they'd like sing a giant song about a breakthrough because Grant comes back with one of the items and they're like, oh my gosh, we've made progress. It's a breakthrough. And it turns into like... <laughs> whole thing him and the research assistants look like like taking the clipboards and like dramatically doing a, like a circle over their heads and so this futuristic world also has song and dance because let's face it it was the artists and the performers who ended up taking over the world and they like synchronized song and dance <laughs> this is, don't you like my rut row raggy wheel 
Isn't it great? This is great. This is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Surprise! It's a musical. It's <laughs> okay. So maybe we'll stumble on the answer for the who the big bad is going to be. But let's start out with Grant. We probably shouldn't base him too much off of the actual person, Grant. So give me something that Grant isn't short. Okay, great. So Grant is short. <laughs> he uh, should we say he deals with short person syndrome? Yeah, yeah. Like short, short angry. King. A short king. Short king who struggles <laughs> with height insecurities. Yes. So he's trying to prove himself. And when he finds this thing, he knows that there's no way that it could be a modern day invention for whatever reason. And then he's like trying to prove to people like, no, this is from the future. And no one's listening to him. But as he's doing that, he's discovering like pictures and documents from the past that have like Roombas in like old artwork and like all these things. And he's like, what is going on? Oh, I have an, I have an idea. I have an idea. Go for it. He finds one of these like neural link things. Mm -hmm. Okay. And because he's connected to the psyche of a future civilization, he can remember things as they were supposed to be in the past. Oh my gosh. Like permanent Mandela syndrome. Right. So as things change and everyone else is like, no, yeah, that picture is always like the Last Supper has always had a Swiffer wet jet in it or something stupid <laughs> like that. Nope, that's that's canon now. The he's like no, like that's that was invented in pff, who knows when, you know, the two thousands or whatever. And just so funny. So he he now is like stuck with this seeing the world like change around him. And he's trying to figure out why. Okay, so I, I think I think that's what it is. Michelangelo's painting of hands touching did not always have Elmo as one of the people. Elmo is the man who's like reaching up to God. No, Elmo is God. <laughs> Elmo is God. That might be a oh, little sacrilegious. Don't don't quote me on that, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe Twilight in like on like the bookshelf of the old library that burned down of Alexandra. <laughs> it was the it was the only book that was saved was no Twilight. the library just didn't burn down it just had a lot more fan fiction in it than anyone's comfortable with <laughs> the librarians themselves burned it down yes oh crap i just exited out oh, that's so funny the library of alexandria only held twilight and that's why it was burned to the ground it was intentional so wait is that the one that burned down the library of alexandria yes yeah Okay, yeah, it is the right one that I'm thinking of. Burning of the Library of Alexandria. So let's back to the plot. Alexand not Alexandria. <laughs> so Grant Alexander. Actually, Grant. that'd be kind of funny. Is our bad guy Alexander who like just wants to save his library? Well, it's Alexandria, and I think it was I think it was just a place. I don't know if Alexander like you mean Alexander the Great? Yeah. I was that who the library was for? I'm looking it up right now. Okay. The burning of the library. Yeah, it knows what I mean. I love the internet. Who is it owned by? Isa. Nope, that's the dude who burned it. Alexander the Great was founded in Egypt by Alexander the Great. Really? Interesting. This claims that the library was founded during the reign of Ptolemy I Soter. It was initially organized by Demetrius of Phalerum, a student of Aristotle who had been exiled from Athens and taken refuge yeah. in Alexandria within the Ptolemaic court don't that's trust from... ohio state university well that's from apparently... wikipedia so oh oh okay yeah yeah i love how we're just doing history right now we're just researching this is what writing is honestly if you're gonna write mm -hmm. a story about time travel if you're gonna base it in a u.s not a u.s gosh u.s is not america earth earth <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember the name for the planet we're on. Well, it's 
it's a kind of common, not common name, but it's a common substance on this planet, so. Earth, Earth. Sorry, anyway, what were we doing? So Alexandria, I mean, we could, the person responsible was Julius Caesar. I'm trying to figure out how to make that. Maybe Julius Caesar. I don't, I don't know why, why him burning that down would maybe okay maybe okay. the random books that have been popping up from the from the future end up in the library of alexandria and one of those books is the textbook on time travel okay and it's burned because it has because it's really common right so he sent a whole bunch of them back it's burned because someone has found that wants to build their machine and doesn't want anyone else to have the knowledge of it that and twilight yes I, I've written Twilight is now a historical document and the only surviving book of this disaster. The sentence Twilight is now a historical document. I really wish we could make that the the name of the episode. Why not? So the, the <laughs> title, I think, I think the title for this episode is The Time Center. Twilight is now a historical document. The Time Center. Okay, so do we want to make our big bad Julius Caesar because he's the one that burned the Library of yeah. Alexandria down? I like that. Okay. So uh, Julius Caesar and, you know, a couple of his wisest individuals find out that there's the secrets of time travel or whatever, take the book, burn the library down, and now he is expanding the Roman Empire by the use of time travel. And Grant is watching his world not only turn Elmo into God, uh, but he's also... Jesus is just like, whoever takes this Swiffer wet jet will betray me. And Judas has it in hand and is walking out. <laughs> and Elmo is reaching down his benevolent hand to lift up benevolent the world. Benevolent furry paw. <laughs> to reach to Adam. Elmo is God. <laughs> I'm going to get struck by lightning. Oh, my God. So while at the same time he's watching, like he remembers the days when the world was as it should be, the one that we know, right? And M stands but for now... monotheism. <laughs> there is one Elmo, and Elmo is one. No! <laughs> stop! Stop! No! Make it stop! Please keep talking. Divert! Why? Divert! Violet from the future, why did you say we had to spin the wheel again? Because what? What terrible thing did you foresee? Wait, what do you mean, Violet from the future? Uh, you don't want to know. I don't even want right. to know. I didn't even want to. I don't want to know anything right now. All right. So we first had a library to steal the book. Dear God. Your elbow? That is a t-shirt. Um, hey, man, it's aim up it. Okay, but at the same time, on a more serious note, there is a serious his history note. is changing. I know. The history, history is changing. changing where Italy, like the, the Roman Empire, is now the central hub of Europe, of the world. Basically, like it would be the Britain of our modern day, except better they... dental care, <laughs> better suits, <laughs> because it's run by the Italians, better music. <laughs> trashing on Britain right now. No KSI. I think, though, so how about this? There's still the rise and fall of the major empire where just like Britain kind of collapsed. Same sort of thing. But what ended up happening was Julius Caesar figured out how to control things behind the scenes. So you have things like the Italian mob, mm -hmm. right? You have all of that kind of behind the scenes trade and and whatnot. But he's still watching like this 
unfold mm-hmm. and he remembers a history that is different. So I don't know how. Oh, oh, okay. So we're, we're playing with time travel. So I think he writes a note. Maybe the Neuralink is like inscribed to someone. Maybe it's signed by Lofi or... For each of their individual personalized, like phone cases. Yeah. And so he somehow makes a note for the future Lofi. And just, yeah. just walk through what we have so far. Yeah. So our beginning is Grant finds a neural link, realizes that he's seeing the world change around him. And because he knows that there's something wrong with this world, he decides that he's going to do something about it. And so the neural link has an inscription. And so he figures out a way to leave a note for the owner of it. Yeah. And then we had we had one idea for what was going to happen next. But I think I think what you have is pretty cool so do you want to explain yeah, it Lofi receives the message that grant leaves and decides to teleport grant to the future very excited to meet his new friend in proof of his success grant confronts Lofi in the future and Lofi admits that they had no idea this was going on although before that happens Lofi has a very normal song and dance routine with everybody in the research room as grant gets teleported in being like a new friend a breakthrough but when grant confronts Lofi Lofi admits that they had absolutely no idea this was happening grant and Lofi research everything that Lofi has sent back and identify Twilight as part of the Alexandrian library, which Grant identifies as like, hey, no, that didn't happen, which leads them to researching the library's burning down, which leads them to Caesar. And then they see that Caesar has been screwing with everything. Caesar has been using the book Time Travel for Dummies that the time sender was crumpling up pages of and throwing through a broken portal. And he burns down the library of Alexandria to steal Time Travel for Dummies. And maybe he read some Twilight. We're not quite sure. <laughs> we can't. We don't know if he's Team Edward or Team Jacob. But we do know that Caesar is now in charge of absolutely everything. And now Grant and Laffy have to figure out a way to undo that. Okay, okay. So I, I, I think what is a brilliant idea. Something happened like after Grant's time to erase all history of Earth, of like all history. They had to escape to the moon because Earth is blown up. I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking like Julius Caesar realizes that people are starting to see that he's changing history somehow, like maybe when the Neuralink first comes out. And so he does this massive mind. I'm, I'm, try, I'm, I'm not sure on the details, but like somehow he, he takes history out of textbooks, out of learning. So the people in Lafayette's time I have no don't, idea. Right. And so that's the only way that they can work together. So Lafayette's not seeing the changes because time travel is so old hat, but maybe they only travel like back to that time when history was rewritten or whatever. Yeah. And they don't ever travel further back to see all the things that they're messing with. I love that. I think that's why they need Grant because Grant's the only one who's exactly. like, hey, no, just letting you know, that's not actually how it used to be. Right. But that's great because Lofi has the list of everything he sent through and Grant can point to it and be like, no, this, you know, that's that's Elmo. First of all, why do you have an Elmo toy? Second of all, why do you send it through? And it's just like, I don't know. It's just sitting around my grandparents' house. Yeah. Actually, who am I kidding? Elmo is probably still very much alive and real. Elmo is king of Sesame Street in the future and rules with an iron fluffy fist. Yeah. Sesame yeah. Street goes through topics of capitalism and communism and discusses the pros and cons <laughs> in each in a kindergarten way. We're not quite sure how. It's the future. They figure it out. Well, they they had a dark and gritty Game of Thrones type reboot. Elmo's Origins. <laughs> and then the founding of Sesame Street. The founding of the, just the street. The street. The street. Oh, it. now this is going in the pick picker wheel. We, we need to put the street horror Sesame Street. An Elmo re- uh, Sesame Street. That's a new thing. We're we're gonna write that at some point. 
cool. So so that that does that. Is Julius Caesar still around and alive in this? I would imagine. I would imagine Julius okay. Caesar has done everything in his power to remain as alive as possible. Sure. So I think if that's the case, he definitely goes by a different name. And I just had another crazy idea. Uh, but he goes, he, I think he goes to a different, he goes by a different name. And Grant recognizes him. Like maybe there's a poster or something of their president or their leader or whatever. And he's like, that face feels familiar. What about Coolius Jeezer? <laughs> so dumb. It would work. All right, Coolius Jeezer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my my genius amazes even me so he's like wait a minute coolius jeezer that sounds really familiar and then he looks at him he's like that's that's the same but i think at first he just like recognizes the face and he's not sure and then he puts the pieces together and he's like wait that's julius caesar he's the one that burned down the library of alexandria he's the reason that we're in this mess he probably found your book like mm -hmm. i think what happens though is Obviously, like, he's the king or the great and grand potentate, right? So they can't just get an audience. So what if Grant and Laffy track down Coolius Jeezer to a retirement home in the future? <laughs> so I don't hate it. The one thing is... Coolius Jeezer, the retirement home geezer. <laughs> so, oh boy. I think I can run with it. So he's just kind of like, I've lived out my days and I've had a good life. And now I'm just going to sit here and hope they figure out how to how to make immortality happen before mm -hmm. I die. Maybe he's had too okay. much life. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's like, I've seen it all. Because I'm not going to lie, like, I've lived 22 years on this earth and I'm done. <laughs> imagine living all of it. Like, can you imagine? Okay, that's that's fair. So he's extended his life and he's just kind of like, you know, this makes me happy. This, this, is, this is a good life and I'm ready to watch it all fade. Okay, my big idea was to get everyone to confront Coolius Jeezer through a song and dance. Like, that was how they were going to make their big protest, was they were going to hack the Neuralink and get everyone to do a huge song and dance. But if he's not the great and grand potentate, they don't really have to do a big demonstration for it. I mean, why I think not, we, though? I think, we can still, I think we can still do a song and dance. I think it would be really fun. Yes, but just Grant and Laffy in a dynamic duo moment. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so they confront him. I'm I'm imagining it's done through polka. Okay, you know I I have very little interaction with polka, but I'm I'm down for it. Polka. I love how you're like I want this to be like serious and more hard hitting and gritty. And we've got Elmo as God and polka song <laughs> and a polka song and dance routine confronting Julius Caesar in the future. Cool as Caesar. I think the stakes are more fun. Yes. Like last last week just felt very like, oh, I don't I don't like that you're hanging out with not cool people. So you have to hang out with me instead. Right. And this is like my world is literally changing before my eyes and no one knows. Besides, That's me. terrifying. Not going to lie. Grant's going to need some futuristic therapy after this. Now we have to decide, do they go back and fix things? I think that what they need is they need a time and date where Julius Caesar finds the papers so that they can just go back and take the papers from him so he never finds them because that'll reset everything. And so they just need Julius Caesar to give them an exact time and date of where those papers fall so that they can retrieve them. And he okay. will give that to them. I, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I well, but would he? Because he's like, I've lived my life, but I also don't want to go back and live that other life again They're in, he's intimidated by the polka song and dance routine it's it's a torture <laughs> tactic it's a torture tactic he's like oh god no not polka <laughs> he's like take it back i made take a mistake back. i made I elmo god here. i got it ah, i mean elmo i mean ah. <laughs> okay okay so they go back 
Well, so Luffy can't cross his own timeline, so right? He so he has to send Grant to do it. So, well, no, he can he can go back in time and get all the copy, like to stop. No, no, they go back in time and burn down the Library of Alexandria uh, to stop anyone from getting s'mores? it. And they make s'mores. I resolution. Point, they make s'mores. No, I have a really great resolution. Actually. Okay. I think how it ends. I think the book ends with Grant like trying to go back to his normal life. Because he had to give up the neural link, but he still has the memories. He still keeps the, the memories of everything that happened because he had it on during the adventure, okay, right? Yeah. So he's like back in this normal life and he comes home. He's just tired. He's still dealing with the trauma of this. His therapist thinks he's insane, obviously, but he's working this out and walks inside and sitting on like his kitchen table. It's just a neural link and it has his name so on it. So he can hang out with his buddy. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I love that. They're like, they're like sad. They're like, oh, like I made a friend. Someone who doesn't care that I'm short. And Luffy's like, yeah, it's sad. And then Luffy sends him that. Yeah. So Luffy sends that and he's just like, we made an exception for you. You're welcome anytime or something like that. Okay. I think, you know, somehow we pulled that we, out. We did. Hold on. I didn't, I didn't finish the B end. I have to finish that. I have to finish. <laughs> what? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. What'd you laugh about? Nothing. I, I I I am laughing about this entire thing. <laughs> You're not laughing about a Muppet. <laughs> Miss that. Okay, let me finish this. Let me finish writing. Oh boy. To wrap us out, I think we're gonna go through and read each section of this. I can start. And I it. can go through. Yeah, let's do that. It's recap time. Let's, let's do this. All right. Our story opens with Grant, who is a short king who deals with height insecurity, and he's trying to prove himself to the world. He randomly finds this object that connects to his brain and finds that it's called a neural link. He realizes that it is an object from the future, and he's trying to prove to everyone else that it is something from the future. But as he's doing so, he's recognizing things that are changing in the past and are no longer the same as what they should be in the world. And he decides that he wants to do something about it. Yes. As he observes the neural link one day, he realizes that there's an inscription on the neural link that has the name of its previous owner. So he leaves a note in a place that he thinks will probably be safe for the future to find. And he waits. Our future person, the time sender themselves, Laffy, receives Leaves Grant's message and teleports Grant to the future, excited to meet their new friend. Once there, Grant confronts Luffy on the changes of the past in the future, and Luffy admits that he had no idea what was going on. During this moment, there is a totally normal song and dance routine called Breakthrough, as they highlight the moment of bringing Grant to the future. Working together, Grant and Luffy research everything that Luffy has sent back through time and identify that Twilight has become a historical novel, a historical document, which was in the Tower, the Library of Alexandria, which helps them realize that the their the big bad, also known as Julius Caesar, has been messing everything up. Because what has happened is Luffy continually sent pages of the Time Travel for Dummies textbook back through time, which were collected at the Tower at the Library of Alexandria, and Julius Caesar then stole all the manuscripts and burned the library down. It is unknown whether or not he read Twilight. Well, we don't know if he's Team Edward or Team Jacob, although the answer is Team Jacob, if you ask me. 
So Grant and Laffey track down the current future day Julius Caesar, who's been going under the fake name Coolius Jeezer, in a retirement home in the future. They confront him on ruining the past through a polka song and dance routine, of course. Coolius Jeezer has extended his life too long, and now he's really done with it. He's ready to move forward. He gives them the time and date that he originally found the papers that led him to the book in the Library of Alexandria. Grant and Laffey go back in time to retrieve the papers, the book from the library, and to commit some arson. And as a resolution, they sit down and make s'mores over the smoldering embers of the Library of Alexandria, which includes too many to count volumes of Twilight. Grant returns to his present day and tries to resume his normal life, but he's tired and his therapist is concerned, trademark. He comes home to find that Laffey has left him a neural link signed to himself and a note that says, you're the future's exception, so they can keep being buddies forever and ever. A Muppet. A Muppet. Okay, uh, I do have, I just realized something. What? Plot hole. Stopping Julius Caesar or Coolius Jeezer from getting time travel wouldn't stop all the changes because most of the changes were from Laffy sending their th- sending his things back in time. Mm-hmm. So I think there's also a montage in the resolution of them going through and picking up all of the objects at got sent behind like got sent into the past yes i agree on that one i think that that would be good and then they like they they end it all off with the big one of the library of alexandria being burned along with the last copy of twilight um and maybe like some of the other things that they collected along the way like like time traveling street cleaners yeah yes exactly they were the orange vests and everything At the bottom of this document, I've included a section called a list of historical inaccuracies. And then we can finish off this episode with a montage of all of the cursed objects that were created through Laffy's uh, (laughs) misconduct. How do you feel about this? I think that's a great idea. We are going to go through a list of some historical inaccuracies or anachronisms as they're known in the time travel community of things that are no longer the same for Grant and that hopefully they fixed. Some of these were already listed throughout our episode, but we've come up with some more, so we wanted to share them. A PS4 game controller that manned the controls for the fallen Titanic. In the painting The Last Supper, there is a Swiffer wet jet that Judas is carrying, signifying him as the betrayer. The iPhone 4 that Kennedy was looking at while he was assassinated, he was tweeting. Ever classic, the greatest debater in the Roman Senate, a Roomba. Beethoven's 69th Symphony, Anaconda. People say it was written by a ghostwriter, but it was never proven. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden are no longer bare. Instead, they have Gucci brand clothes. In a painting depicting Pythagoras, he is wearing booty-cut jean shorts. Over in the Americas, the native tribes had a highly developed way for long-distance communication, known as Skype. A singing happy birthday card with low batteries was worshipped by an Aztec tribe as their local god. Among the pharaoh's greatest possessions, was a simple black stapler. In Michelangelo's famous painting, hands touching, God's face and hand has been replaced with the red furry monstrosity that is Elmo. Elmo went on to be revered and commonly worshipped throughout history. An ancient people predict the weather with a sophisticated snow globe. And finally, in a museum, the Smithsonian, we find a charred copy of Twilight, the only surviving historical document from the Library of Alexandria. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. It's the Time Sender. Twilight is now a historical document written and published by the Scribe of Worlds and the Violet Author. Thank you to- We did not, we did not write and publish Twilight. I need to clarify that right now because that is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, I don't want credit for that anyway. So <laughs> all good on my end. Thank you to our dear friend, Grant Grantifer, on Instagram for giving us two of the names, one of them being his own and one of them being Loffy for this episode. He also suggested Gerald, which shockingly we used last episode uh, without knowing it. Technically, it was Gerard that we had, but it is now Gerald. And also a huge, huge thank you to the future Violet author. Huh? Oh, you're thanking me? Wherever you might me. be. I'm right yeah. here. The, the future Violet author who I think prevented some kind of apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> what? You can listen to it when the episode comes All out. All right. Fun. But okay. yeah, that was a ride. That was that <laughs> I guess was you could ride. even say it was a time. Oh, that wasn't. No. No. It was funny. It was no. funny. Just laugh. Please. No, just laugh. I can't. Just... I, think this is what, I think this is what that future Violet author was trying to avoid, <laughs> actually. I think this is the moment we were trying to avoid. Oh, no. All right. Well, with Before. that, folks, we thank you so much for joining us today. Please remember to give us a five-star rating on Spotify as it helps boost us. And check us out on Instagram at the Violet Author for my account. And for more content at Scribe of Worlds, you can also learn more about Scribe's current processes and writings at scribeofworlds.com? Question mark? Yep. Yep. Scribeofworlds.com, Scribe which is where all of his writings are currently sitting in an archive, and I highly recommend them. And uh, you wanna you wanna close this out there, Scribe? Yeah, so, you know, we started with one idea and scrapped it and went to another and had a lot of fun with it, I think. Regardless, have a great week, guys. And even if a random time traveler from the future gives you a neural link, don't get drawn into any song and dances. They're all scams, I, I promise you. Remember that Elmo is... I'm watching. not gonna... Is watching. Elmo is watching. <laughs> Elmo is watching. Elmo is watching. Stay safe out there, guys, and wander well. Goodbye!